0: Welcome to Therapy in the Wild. I'm your host, Heather Pincelli. I'm a mom of three chaos creators, AKA kids and a licensed therapist. Don't let the cool title and fancy letters behind my name fool you. I am as real, raw and unfiltered as they come both in my personal life and in my therapy office. Strap in and strap on for some brutally honest conversations where no topic is off limits where we play, laugh, and bring fun to the forefront. Let's get started. Okay, today I am joined by my good friend and colleague, Jamie, who also is the person that popped my cherry with improv comedy. That's a story in and of itself. So (laughs) today we are diving into community. Nearly every client that I see comes in and is really longing for and desiring community. And they don't know how they've lost it. They don't know how to cultivate it and get a sense of community back. And the reality is, is that without community, it really fucks with our heads, let alone our hearts, right? We as humans are meant to be in community and connection with each other. And yet as we get older, what I see so often day in and day out is clients, humans, fellow individuals who have lost that sense of community and connection and feel really unfulfilled and hopeless. So we're gonna dive into that today. And as I say that, Jamie, I can certainly relate to this. Definitely years ago, more so than now, But even now as a 43 year old, my community doesn't look the way that I would really love it to. And it's a very intentional process of constantly putting myself out there and being willing to go play with and explore things to see, do I like them? Am I around like-minded people?
1: Totally. And giving yourself that permission too, to recognize that community shifts over time. Right? You know, I I love that you said that I popped (laughs) your improv cherry because I did. And (laughs) um, for me, improv has been this excellent place to find community. You know, when I first moved out to Reno, Nevada, years and years ago, I moved out with a company uh, and Excellent liberal company, made a lot of young friends there. But ultimately, when you work with somebody uh, and you work with friends, what you inevitably end up talking about is work. And so I mm-hmm. found improv because I was looking for community outside of my job.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm thinking about the times that I go out with work colleagues and it's just more fucking work. And it's like, yeah, we have enough of that. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's so easy, right? It's something that you have in common with yeah. people. It's something that you like to talk about. We spend our days there. And so it's such an intentional practice to put yourself in places where you may be afraid or may not know exactly what's going to happen in the effort to build yeah. community.
0: Yeah, and so you on the road, Uh, you travel a lot for work and fun. Yes. And so I'm curious what, what are the ways you not only build community while you're on the road, but stay in touch with community?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yes, I am part time in a camper van right now. It's so much fun. I've been on the road for almost <laughs> two years, and it's it's a, it can be a struggle, right? You know, you're in new places all the time. It's challenging to meet people, and so I work with this amazing app that's called Harvest Host that partners van lifers and RVers with farms and wineries and communities all over the country. And so mm-hmm. I most, essentially you stay on their land for free and then you patron their business. And so for me, community looked so different when I was on the road full time because I would be at a winery one day and then a farm the next day. And so I found myself finding community in those places, but it was only community for a night. Right. So it was connection and um, really deep rapport and deep conversations. And then I would move on to the next place. Mm, Yeah. So it was interesting because for me, what was so helpful, that was it, it was grounding in a sense that everywhere I went, I felt a deep sense of connection to the people that I was with. And obviously, there's a lot of discernment that you practice with where you stay and who you talk to mm-hmm. and then, like, all these things. And then for me, it became that much more important to have friends on the road, too, where I would call them all the time and chat with them and text them and send them pictures. And so I still felt very grounded with my community mm-hmm. that I have both on the East Coast and the West Coast.
0: Yeah. So it sounds to me that you've made an intentional practice of staying in touch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know we've talked about this before, but I spent 18 months on the road with my kids. And so I'm familiar with the app Harvest Host and I loved that app. It was a little different with kids on the road, but, um, I can relate to that. So And outside of my time on the road, when I was in my marriage, we moved a ton for my ex-husband's job. So I was constantly having to move, find new things, create new communities, build new friendships. Um, And what I have begun sort of comparing it to is dating. Mm. Like in a lot of ways to, because you're right friendships pivot and change for a variety of reasons. And in order to really meet the people that are going to be your people, it's a lot like dating, in my opinion, in that you get to make the decision to put yourself out there. You know, if you're just sitting at home day in and day out, you're not going to meet people. Right. So being willing to go to the places and, act, and talk to people, and
1: talk to people, and act, <laughs> and and to, first of all, terrifying, right, for some people to really show up. But yeah. second of all, really noticing when I'm in the dating world or when I'm in the community, am I putting on an act? Mm, am I yes. showing up the way that people think I should, or the, yeah. the way that I think people will like? Oh, which is going to attract a certain kind of people, and then you have to wear that costume all day long. Or are you showing up in authenticity and making mistakes and letting it be messy? Because then what you are attracting is people that actually like your true self.
0: Mm, Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that more. So what would that look like? Yeah. If I'm a listener and I'm struggling with community and I'm like, all right, Jamie, Heather, I hear you. I need to put myself out there, but what in the actual hell do you mean? Be my authentic self.
1: Yeah, totally. So I uh, host a program called Intentional Improv. I work with high ticket entrepreneurs and leaders, getting over their fear of public speaking and using their authentic voice. And so nice. it's a it's a thank you. It's a great combination of inner child work and also improv. But people aren't interested in that all the time, right? So what I like to tell people is take an improv class in your town in your city and that terrifies people and they run for the fucking hills when they hear me say that and I get it I was you it took me I had to have three beers before I signed up for my first level one class and then I had a drink before every single class it was terrible oh my god it was so scary but the thing is is You get to be whoever it is that you want in an improv class. And you know this, since I'm curious your experience with it. But when you go in without these preconceived notions of who you have to be, you get to try on different versions of yourself in front of other people and really practice what that authentic self is.
0: Yeah. Okay. So to go with that a bit, my first experience with improv was with you. And it was at one of our retreats with our mentor, Anat. And I think it was on day one, you were like, yeah, we're going to do improv. And I just had a complete fucking meltdown. <laughs> I you know, I was like, the fuck we are. Like, I'm just going to sit there. I had already started planning that I was going to be sick and miss that stupid little, you know, two-hour little improv shit. Yep, 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 (laughs) yep, And I don't remember why it didn't work, that I just did not come down sick or even fake sick. But I, I ended up in the room and we're doing improv. And I was like, somebody help me. Like, I just remember being... So so afraid. And what I didn't know at the time is that my fear was rooted in not doing it right, not getting it right, not being perfect, thinking there was a right or wrong to improv. And so you led us through these ridiculous exercises. Yep. <laughs> I'm very feeling <laughs> One of them was like, make animal sounds or something. And I was like, what in the for real hell is happening? Yep. That sounds right. That sounds right. (laughs) And I remember looking at you going, that was terrifying. And I left there knowing that that was an edge I wanted to keep playing with. And I came home to Spokane and looked up improv comedy classes like you suggested And lo and behold, less than 30 days later, there was a class starting and there was still space. And I signed up and it was eight weeks long and it was different than I could have even dreamed an improv class was going to
1: be. A thousand percent. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I thought it was going to be,
0: but it was not what it was like in my subconscious head. And and so one of the takeaways, and you had said this and right. And, and so it's like one of the takeaways that really hit home was it is just a freedom of expression,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like getting to go every week for eight weeks and being whoever I wanted to be that day. If I was in a cranky mood, I could be cranky on, on set and, and up at the stage because it was character And I got to play it out and like watch people hold that crankiness. And some of them, his name was Jacob. Funny enough, he's a fellow therapist. I didn't know that going into it. And I remember one scene that he had gone one direction with it and I went a different direction and I was like, what in the hell? But it was so beautiful because we just got to be ourselves in whatever was showing up for us. It was really cool. I yeah, love so I'm, that. I'm on your. I'm
1: on your page. I'm like everybody doing improv class. Yes, I love it. I love. Oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack there, and think about you know the vulnerability between you and this person, who, mind yeah. you, you had only seen total of a couple times in your life you're now yes. exploring such a vulnerable connection with each other and making mistakes together and letting it be messy and when you're thinking about community and thinking about community building that's such a pillar and foundation of community is being vulnerable vulnerable and then also expressing to each other so yeah that makes me yeah. so happy. And uh, yes, at the end of every improv workshop, you know, we Heather and I do <laughs> translational healing retreats together, and that's part of my work too. And um, I imagine you so you said, Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fake sick. I'm gonna pretend that I can't come or whatever. <laughs> and then you said, I don't know how I got in the room, but I did. And so what we were working on prior to that was deep emotional connection and intimacy, right? Yeah. And so being vulnerable and opening yourself up and really being authentically expressed is terrifying, but it's yeah. appealing. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, if I can do that, I can do anything. So true. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was just thinking
0: is like after, after that improv class was really when I started leaning into on a personal level, where and how, do you really build community? So I've moved a ton, but the way that I'm needing to and having to build it now looks very different than when my kids were toddlers, when I was married. Now I'm a solo mom and I have teenagers and a business and all the things. And that's where I've started to realize it is a lot like dating. And so, you know, what comes up for me when I'm thinking building community is like, What are the things that you see others doing that you're like, oh, that looks fun. I think I might like that. What are the things you used to like doing that you thought were fun? Mm -hmm. And what are things that you just are curious about? Like, maybe I might like that. And so making a list of the ways that you could just go play in life and then go try them one at a time. The example I can give is I used to, as a kid, love rollerblading. I was just thinking I have, rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it in like 20 years, 30 years. And last Christmas, a outdoor ice skating rink opened up here in town. And I haven't ice skated since I was like 12. And I was like, okay, do I like ice skating? So I went out and... Just for dear life, held on to the side and screamed like a little toddler the entire time. It was embarrassing for everybody around me. I didn't care. No, but everybody else was embarrassed yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And so I met so many fun people at the ice skating rink. It was again that community of like, oh, we're all falling and busting our asses. And so then we would end up just talking and having this shared sense of experience. And it's really just going out and being willing to put yourself into spaces that you aren't normally like break out of your creature of habitness and go actually do something in life. Like go play with life.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. And adults as adults, we've forgotten how to play. Right. Oh, so much. So, you know, think about the community that you had in school when you had a dedicated place to be every day and, you know the the range of experience that people have had in school stems from beautiful and incredible to absolutely horrible and traumatic. But when you think yeah. about friendships and community and times where that felt really good, it's often because you are putting yourself in places where you can play. And so yeah. when we feel dumb or silly or that people are going to laugh at us like this ice skating rink story. But ultimately, what you're doing, and especially with improv, is you're building the muscle of making mistakes over and over again. Because when you get yes. on a stage, a stage, or in a circle with people playing games, and you say the next thing that comes out of your mouth, but you're not thinking about it, you're just saying it. And it might bomb, people might not laugh, people <laughs> might be hysterical, you might turn red, you might throw up in the bathroom, whatever it is, you're training your brain that it is okay to do things and to try new things over and over again, and it's okay to fail, right? Yeah. So when you're making this list that Heather is talking about, say uh, you want to go rollerblading or you want to get a, you know, what are those bikes where two people can be on them? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, like the tandem bike. Yes, a tandem bike or whatever yes. it is. And then notice what limiting beliefs and stories come up for you around doing stuff like that. So, oh my gosh, I can't rollerblade because I'm going to fall on my face or people are going to laugh at me or, you know, whatever. And checking in and seeing where that's holding you back from playing and meeting more like minded people.
0: So good. Yeah. So I'm curious, where is the place? What is the way you have met your community? where have you found has been most effective?
1: Yeah. So I found community in a lot of ways. I'd say the theater, of course, is going to be the first one, right? And that was was a very intentional choice of mine to make friends outside Mm -hmm. of work. And it doesn't have to be the theater. I mean, if you're listening and you go take an improv class, please find (laughs) me on social media and tell me. I would be just (laughs) over the moon. But for me... That was the perfect level of doing something that was very scary, but I secretly wanted to do it. I was a huge <laughs> Parks and Recreation fan, and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and 30 Rock and all these amazing comedians got their start at improv theaters. And so, mm, yes. And so, for me, it, and I've always been artistic, and so I love art, I love making art, terrified of performing, but I love the artistic side. And so for me, the theater, what started out as just one class turned into another class and then being on a team and performing and coaching and building relationships and building this web of community where we essentially started an improv theater. Mm. And so, you know, we could talk about that forever, but giving yourself permission to not see, like I don't go into situations thinking, oh, I have to build all my friends here.
0: Yeah. It's such a good point.
1: It's like, I want to go take a pottery class and see what comes of it versus yeah. I'm going to take a pottery class and then I'm going to start my own pottery studio and I'm going to build <laughs> pots for the rest of my life. Like Give your yeah. permission to play in that arena.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point too, is not just having this one space that you're basically getting all your input and output and download from. Mm-hmm. Um the thing that that I also want to highlight is being willing to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, I'm part of a hiking group. But if I just lurked in the background or maybe I even showed up to some of those events but like kept to myself and put my headphones in or just, you know, lurked in the back, I wouldn't make connections the same as if I was willing to walk up to someone and go, hi, I'm Heather. This is my second time here. I don't recognize your face. What's your name? Right. And even like posting in the, it's a Facebook group and, you know, I'm known to post like, "Hey, I'm heading to this hike this weekend. Anybody want to come? I'm going out to brunch at this space who wants to join. And sometimes there's no response. It's just crickets. And that could be really easy to collapse into this shame spiral of like, woe is me. Nobody wants to come to brunch. Right. (laughs) So being willing to actually approach others and take that initiative. Here's the thing that I wish everyone, like absolutely everyone would understand and know is that there are absolutely others in your shoes. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like almost all adults are struggling with community. Mm-hmm.
1: There mm-hmm. are some that have
0: a really good network, but almost all adults are in the same boat.
1: Yeah. And you get to go first. You get to yes. one. And I think where we get caught up in our head using the Facebook example is the crickets, right? We share something, Mm -hmm. no one replies, and we take it as a personal attack on ourselves. But in reality, those people probably didn't check Facebook, or were busy, or thought, oh, that looks so fun, or they were intending on coming, but their dog got sick and threw up everywhere, right? right? So there's so many different avenues, and it's about building the resiliency of trying things again over and over, and trying new things, and recognizing that the end goal is not perfection. It's mm-hmm. connection with somebody.
0: Yeah. My whole body just lit up with goosebumps because you were saying exactly what I was thinking mm-hmm. is n- go first and then don't stop. Like yeah. don't throw in the towel just because the first noodle didn't stick to the wall. Right. Like keep putting mm-hmm. yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Keep trusting the process, the journey yourself and keep exploring, keep playing with it. The amount of things I have had to do, and I use the word had, it's a choice, right? The amount of things I have chosen to do to try to build community in all the various places I've moved. I look back and I'm like, dang, that was nerves of steel. Yeah, Like you've got big balls, but no balls.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. And you know, I, you wouldn't know it by this conversation, but I am classically a shy individual. Like I, my mom will tell you stories of how she tells us in so funny one where, do you know those ball pits at the mall
0: with all the play play
1: things? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So she tells a story about how, when I was a toddler, she would take me and I would just sit on the edge and watch. And she would, I love my mom. And she would just patiently go like, okay. What about now? And just coax me into it. And oh I would be so gosh. afraid. And by the time I'd be ready to go, she's like, Jamie, we've been here an hour and a half. We got a dip, babe. We can't. And I'm like, no, I oh won't Right? And so I've classically been this kid that sits on the side and doesn't go first. Hmm. And so through so much, I mean, a lot of inner child work, but also through improv, being the shy kid and wanting to throw up before I got on stage, I trained my nervous system and I trained myself that it's okay to go first. And so mm. when you're thinking about building community, notice what's happening in your body when you're thinking about going first. And yes. how can you bring in community in little ways and practice doing the scary thing to start to make connections with people? Because so many people want connection. They are just afraid to go first. Yeah. So it's yeah. our responsibility to go first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a sweet story. I can just picture little Jamie just sitting there like, (laughs) so, okay, my dear. So before, as we start to wrap this up, I would love to wrap it up with a little impromptu intentional improv so that anyone listening can get a a idea and taste if you will of what it is what it looks like
1: yeah which I
0: did not tell you was coming so talk about improv
1: at its finest yeah no all good I love this so much so what we'll do (laughs) is we will play a quick game called the ABC game and you've okay. likely played this with me before, uh, so I'll explain for our audience. So Heather and I are going to do a scene where each sentence that we say is going to start with an, a letter of the alphabet. So I'll start with, actually, blah, blah, blah. And you will you, the sentence that you start with will be B. So your sentence could start, Beatrice, didn't you know that blah, blah, blah? Or uh, buts, whatever, right? And then I go to C, you go to D, E, F, and so on. So... We are going to mess up the alphabet. We okay. Between us, it's just going to happen. We're going to forget it. Okay. Right? It's just going to happen. And so it is. that is okay. So the intent is to continue to have a scene and not worry about it when one of us inevitably forgets F or G or Q. Okay. And we'll go through it and see how it goes. Any questions from me? Yes,
0: so my perfectionist side is in full yes. effect right now. Thank you very much.
1: I understand. You're so welcome. I'm le- intentionally letting that come out, and I'm like, okay, so am I
0: building on your sentence, or is it my own independent sentence? So it is your own
1: independent sentence, but you're okay. building upon the scene. So if ah, I say, got it. Alice, let I we forgot the bacon. You might say bacon. I love bacon, right? <laughs> and so we build, okay. and, then, and so we build on each other. And I'll get a suggestion from a little calculator that I have. Perfect. Any other questions before we start?
0: No. While you're doing this, I'm just thinking this would be a really fun game for audience to take to their partner or
1: their kiddos and play at home. Try it out. Totally. Yeah totally okay and so heather do you want to start or would you like me to start um i can start yeah
0: let's do it
1: okay i will go first okay excellent <laughs> so our suggestion is Ooh, okay. is coins like like money coins
0: it's <laughs> not at all what i was expecting coins actually i am broke and could use to borrow 10 dollars today <gasps> broke Oh my
1: gosh, again? I'm so sorry. Yeah, C, that's C. Keep going.
0: Could you lend me $10 though? I know it's really like a shame, but I just am broke. So could you lend me $10? Deborah? for you, anything. Here,
1: let me see what I have in my purse. Oh, eventually I'm going to get my shit together. I promise. Forget about it. Don't worry about getting your shit together. You know, you take all the time that you need.
0: Gosh, you're just so amazing. One day I want to be like you. You have everything
1: together. Honey, that is not true. (laughs) I have a lot of shit in this closet that I just don't talk about on the internet. (laughs) If only you would
0: share some of that shit in the closet so I wouldn't feel so alone.
1: Just give me a second. Okay. This is really vulnerable to share. Kim, sometimes I, I just
0: don't know. Like you just seem like everything's together. And when I ask you to share, you just don't.
1: Look, it's a defense mechanism. (laughs) You know, I want to share, but I, I just get scared that people are, you know, I have to present myself a certain way. I have a lot of money, you know?
0: Mm, my mom was also really all about image. So I can I can understand that.
1: Nora was all about image? Deborah, I, Nora, she seems so sweet. I can't believe that your mom was about image. Oh my gosh. We
0: on picture day at school would have to be in a full suit. Suit. Because image was so important. And heaven forbid we ever said like a bad word, like
1: idiot. <sighs> photographs are so deceiving. You looked so happy in all of your school pictures. Sometimes
0: I'm like, if my mom knew what a slut I actually was, she would die.
1: Totally. same. <laughs> totally same. Especially mom, when you're listening to this same
0: <laughs> until one day when she looks through my phone, she should definitely never look through my phone.
1: Viciously agree. I viciously agree that my mom should never look through my phone.
0: You really are one of my best friends.
1: (laughs) Well, gosh. Deborah, that's so nice. (laughs) Wait x-rays i totally miss the x's because x-rays just scare me (laughs) you know more than x-rays about any person that i know which is weird that you don't make a lot of money considering that you are an (laughs) x-ray practitioner
0: (laughs) wait xyz why yeah no wait yeah so am i z okay Z. (laughs) zebra shit did you just see that zebra where? Okay. <laughs> that was like a perfect example of improv. Yeah. And I really love that because it's such an easy one for people to try at home yes. and see how it goes and notice it was not perfect. Nope. Probably made no sense at some point, And yet was still fun.
1: Yeah, it was so fun. And how much more connected do we feel, right? You know, we are friends and have known each other for a long time. But we get to step into silliness and we get to mess it up. We skipped several letters. It was laughing the whole time. Deborah, oh my gosh, who's not, you know what I mean? And so it's (laughs) just such an example of how joy and laughter can bring people together on such a different level.
0: Yes, yeah. So perfect. I love it. Perfect way to end. Thank you so much. I'll be sure to link all your stuff so that people can come and see you for improv. Amazing. I love it.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Heather.